What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Seals Pod. I'm your host, Teddy Jenner. This week, we have got an absolute dandy for you. Probably the best bromance in the league, besides Wes and Eli. It's Casey Jackson and Connor Kearney. Lads, how are you? Good, Teddy. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. good you Thanks for having me. Yeah, see, Kearney's excited. Casey, where's the energy here? I'm here. I'm here, baby. <laughs> I'm here, baby. All right. Um, it's been a while since you guys have been together, since I've been with you guys in that Rochester game. Um, it has been a crazy time for everybody. What's been going on, Kearns? How you been? Good. Keeping busy with uh, with work and, you know, just trying to sleep by in Ontario with nothing to do absolutely at all. Can't even yeah. golf. So I'm, I'm passing time. It's, it's tough out there for you guys in Ontario. We got a good out west. How how, how is the lockdown for you? Because I know you're not a big Doug Ford fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was. I voted for him, but uh, well, no. It's it's, uh, it's it's it is tough being locked. Like I I'm I'm like a peacock, kind of gonna let me fly, and <laughs> like being caged <laughs> is tough. So, yeah. um, I like to be out doing things as as we'll probably find out during this interview, but Casey, you giving us a tour or what's going on here? Showing us, the new kitchen. Showing us the new kitchen. What's going on? I'm moving into a new spot. So uh, there we go. Uh, what have you been up to? I, I know we've actually seen each other a few times uh, here in Victoria in passing uh, being good old Victoria boys, but what have you been up to uh, during this crazy, crazy year and a half off? I mean, it finally gave me some time to actually get my house done. I bought a house a couple of years ago and, when you're playing in the season, I, I literally got no time to do anything. So yeah. finally finished it and uh, had people moving upstairs. I just moved downstairs a couple of days ago. So um, just been Wait, you were looking for someone to rent your upstairs. You didn't ask me or did we talk? <laughs> I didn't know about, you wanted it. Did we talk about this? I, well, where you're living, it's a lot nicer than where well, I am. My, my park is degenerating fast. I, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, Kearney, this is, like I said, a, a crazy time, and normally we'd be uh, gearing up in a playoff run with the Seals and, and in the heart of the season. Um, when was the last time you had your stick in your hand? Uh, I'm pretty lucky. My neighbor's got, um, like, a big, big wall that I've used since growing up, so I just kind of go out there and bang the wall pretty much every break I take or lunch breaks, whatever. So I, I throw – I have my stick in my hand quite a bit or messing around with some sidewall stalls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you working laugh, as, Casey, as Casey knows? So, um, I always have my stick in my hand, yeah. Casey, what about you? Are you been out shooting at all? Because I know we got a ton of boxes here in Victoria, the weather's been phenomenal. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you've taken advantage. Oh, yeah, like, like you said, we got tons of boxes open and stuff, and everybody's just itching to play. So, you ask them, Hey, let's go shoot, they're, they're up for it, yeah. Um, if, if, if we were to say all of a sudden it's all back on, game start in two weeks. Uh, are you either of you in game shape? Uh, I, I mean, I'll be straight up. I am not <laughs> at all. I am, uh, I've been working out and trying to put on some size. So my, uh, I'd say my cardio is not where it's at. Are you doing, are you doing squats and calf raises for those legs? Well, I'm doing calf raises. That's the only thing that doesn't show, but yes, I am doing them. <laughs> Kearney, what about you? Are, are we game ready? Um, I would say close to um i for sure i've been working on that's been one of my biggest things on this off season so um in the gym four to five times a week at least and and doing conditioning every day uh, not necessarily full-on sprints but 
I'm doing my best. I mean, my body type, as you know, is square. <laughs> uh, I don't move too quick. So I'm, I'm trying to keep at least a part of that going uh, during this lockdown. Can, can you beat Casey in a 40 yard dash or? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, man. I was going to say without a doubt. Hey, but I can, I can beat Brody Merrill. I'll put that on tape. If he oh, show. all right. All right. We might have to have a competition. Um, sipping a, a, little, uh, a little energy drink. Yeah, uh, monster, monster. Um, I see you rocking the signature hat, Casey. You got the true lack shirt on. Um, Casey, what's it like being a, a sponsored athlete in the professional cross? Like when growing up in Victoria, was that ever something you thought would be a thing? No, I mean, I didn't even think you knew that as a kid to be sponsored or anything like right. that. So. But once you get there, and um, true's been awesome, I actually got it through uh, Mikey Schlosser when he was there, he kind of hooked me up and uh. I talked to Lauren, the guy that runs it there, and he's he's been unreal. I've been there for, I guess, well, I guess since I started with the Seals, so over two years ago now. So, um, but man, it it is unbelievable. Just getting free packages and basically, you know, somebody telling you they want you to use their stuff. Right. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do that any day of the week. Kearns, how do we get on that program, bud? Well, which program? Just the the free packages all the time. Oh. Uh... I know I've been very lucky with signature. They've been pretty good at um, welcoming me on board and kind of their new company. So growing it as much as possible. And I think I'm on social media quite a bit. So it kind of helps for them. So I think that's why I was a good candidate. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're great though. They're, they're, they're moving up the ranks for sure in the lacrosse world. How important has social media been for both you guys in, in branding yourselves? I mean, I, I don't use it too much for branding myself. I mean, I, I kind of stay, I mean, I like to poke fun with the boys a little bit here and there and, uh, and, uh, keep in touch with them, but branding myself, I, I don't use it too much for that. Maybe I'm a little old school, but, uh, Kearney might be, might be using that. He looks good on that. Curtis, <laughs> do you, do you use it a lot? Like, are you tagging signature in your posts? I know you like to use the hashtag not driving, but are, are you tagging signature in a lot of your posts? uh no i don't do much branding my instagram is just kind of like my own personality uh let that shine through for sure yeah. uh, i know casey's definitely old school you know he's pushing 33 now or 34 whatever it is so yeah you, you know he's <laughs> pretty old so uh, <laughs> but no his his instagram our instagram is a little bit different like he, he's verified not a big deal wow uh, how'd he, you get that yeah he, I, I, I didn't i honestly i didn't do anything i mean i um, our social media lady Hannah texted me and she's like hey send me a picture of your passport and I was like oh okay like and she's like well you can send a picture of your driver's license so I sent it to her and then uh about like half hour later she goes hey check your Instagram so I like check my Instagram I'm like what what's there she's like you have a blue check mark I was like <laughs> what is that okay so what can I do with that she's like just have fun I was like oh. <laughs> all right if you know that yeah if you know what that means all right <laughs> Kearney, you uh you're quite good on your social media i saw a couple with um the salty dog posts the promos that you were doing uh for the seals last year one we can't really show you dropped a pretty solid f-bomb but um you smashed the can off your head a few times was that a first take explosion well i mean it was first take for sure it took about 15 pops off the head but uh i got it open and i did drink that beer that's the main thing right so uh no, that, that was that was a fun day of shooting. Holy! <laughs> I, I remember those days, you know, when I was in the league and we do the the media day and the promo day and you're shooting all those videos. Um, 
it's even more fun now with the relationships guys are building and the, and the amount of friends that we have. And just to sit in that room and watch guys just kind of get out of their element and be a little awkward and, and uncomfortable. It, it's a lot of fun those days, isn't it, Casey? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, you get with the guys and they're a whole different, uh, whole different beast when you get them alone rather than on camera. So, Kearney, you, had, you always, like you said, you had fun that day? Yeah, like that day especially, too. We just came off of a, a big training camp, two days, San Diego that, Sun. That was your only beer that day, though, right, Kearney? Uh, yes. Past listening, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, that day was incredible. Pat gave us the uh, the afternoon off, uh, so we kind of got the guys in camp got to walk around and kind of enjoy San Diego and do some media. And let me tell you, those beers were earned after that camp. It was a pretty tough camp; everyone's legs were kind of hurting, so it was a lot of fun just to sit back, and have some beers with your buddies, and, and kind of mess around. Yeah, uh, I miss those early day pro camps because it's just you go for two and a half hours, you get like a three hour break. And then you're right back at it. Your legs are jello. You can't feel anything, but you just know you got to get through it. Then all of a sudden they blow the whistle and like, all right, beep test. Or they're like, all right, we're going to go do fitness. That is probably the worst part about those training camps. Oh yeah. I'm honestly, I remember when I was in Vancouver and we did, I think Batley was the coach and we did a beep test before practice practice. And then we did another beep test after. So, and I, I mean, those were hard, but then you got Patty running us through like regular, just, you know, regular practice and the intensity level of that is like basically the same. They are brutal. Yeah. Kern, you ever do a beep test, bud? <laughs> oh my. Well, that's right. Have you ever done a beep test? Yeah. I mean, I mean, no one's going to believe it, but back in the day I was a big, uh, like long distance runner, like back in the high school and elementary school, I was like, Oh, I was pretty good at long distance. And then I, I found a love for beer and it kind of went downhill. Um, <laughs> Deceiving, yeah. The Deceiving. Peak, peak tests are brutal. You're yeah. like the Phil Kessel of the NLL. <laughs> hey, he just scored his 900 career goal. So I'm that's not what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Extremely skilled. No one would have any idea. But hey. I enjoy a hot dog every now and again. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. How many, uh, as they call them, meat whistles, are you putting back in the golf course, Kearns? Uh, <laughs> Batty, listening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's the off season man we're good uh i don't know enough to party <laughs> casey are you golfing much these days because i know like i am that's all i know how to do right now yeah i've been trying to get out a little bit more because i didn't play for about a year there um and then i finally got back out on the course and I, it was brutal oh my god and then you get in your head but then you always have that like one last shot at the end of the round that's so good and brings you back yeah so recently i've been trying to get a little bit more i've played cedar a couple times uh i think i'm playing mount doug tomorrow and then that's a little course but yeah we'll have to get out out real quick we'll bring the cameras and the mics and we'll have a day on the course absolutely all right um how did this bromance start um because you two have become real bosom buddies since really you know the start of the seals very first season who saw who first uh well love it first sight. <laughs> it didn't start out with the two of us being roomies it started out i was with someone else and then uh we kind of got split up i'm not gonna name any names and then casey and i were put together and it was kind of like you know our our story started there and it was it's been growing and being magical since and 
But they tried to separate us in year two. Yeah, yeah. They, they, we gave us new roomies, and we had to go to them and tell them no. That's yeah, nice. I had Fieldsy, and the next thing I was giving him, I was giving blood for him, so I asked for Casey back. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you say you were giving him blood? Uh, it was a long story. I got like so we got a long blood. time, Burns. We're not going yeah. anywhere. Someone took blood from uh, the U.S. Uh, lacrosse team. They thought I was Connor Field or Connor Kelly, one of the two, and I ended up giving blood for like a drug test, and like it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> And it was supposed to be for Fieldsy, and he wasn't there. So, yeah, after that, it was game, game day, too, like 6 in the morning. It was brutal. Yeah, they came knocking on game day on all the hotels. Yeah. What? Early in the morning, yeah. Do drug tests on everyone. Yeah. They were yelling They were yelling at Nobes through the door, I think, too. Oh, yeah. yeah saying, it was, it wasn't, we don't answer. Your career's over. It wasn't NLL cool. either. It was uh, the FIL or whatever. It was, so, out, it was out. I thought it was outdoor. Yeah, FIL. Like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, so it was it was leading up to the World Games probably, and so they were just doing like off-season testing and they just came noggin' on doors? Yeah, we had Connor – well, Connor yeah. Kelly was on the team the year before. Yeah, yeah. We had Connor Fields. I'm rooting with Connor Fields at the time, so there's two Connors in the room. Like, I got the call in the morning, hey, Connor? Yeah? Are you going to get drug tested? I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and like me being naive, like – like, whatever I'll just I'll take the drug test like yeah. I don't want any trouble so took it and like they, they took blood as well they did the whole shebang and then I went down to breakfast and they're like why did you give them blood they, they just <laughs> not... <laughs> so it was it was a funny story it was it ended up being funny like um, I remember guys would play rookie pranks on guys and they'd pretend like they were a media source from their hometown and they were in the lobby and they wanted to do an interview for them I've never heard the the blood donor thing that was a, that's a that's a sneaky one, but it was a legit error on your part. It wasn't just a joke. Oh no, it was legit. Like, it was yeah. legit testing, and I I was naive, whatever, <laughs> fell for it. So after that, I was like Connor Fields. I'm not taking another bullet for you. I'm back with Casey. <laughs> right. Um, you guys do mega beds, or you guys king size beds in the room? What do you guys do? Uh, queen beds sleep together. So, yeah, so me- that's the mega bed. Yeah. Oh, is that no? We don't put them together. Oh, you just do queen side by side. Like one bed's empty. You guys yeah, just leave, in the same bed? Yeah. We leave that for a night out. Maybe one of the guys, you know. When when you come stumbling in late after a night after a game, you're just like the first bed, you're in it. That's right. Oh, corner zero, whatever. I'll just pass it off. Always closest to the balcony, right? Yes, right. Wait, who gets that? Who who gets to call whose bed's who? We, we share the one close to the balcony. <laughs> yeah, we mix it around. It'd be so spontaneous. <laughs> but no. Well, uh, if we lost the weekend before, we'll be by the bathroom. But you'll change it? Yeah. But if we win, we'll say, you know, yeah. Are, are you, do you guys, are you seatmates on planes and everything? Like, are you guys full on always together? We don't travel too much together. Um, but usually on the bus, we're at the back of the bus, usually joking around. So. Playing Clash of Clans. Yeah, playing Clash of Clans. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask what the game on the bus is these days. I didn't think the answer would be Clash of Clans. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with these young guys. That's really what I'm trying to do. What do you play? What, like, are there card games going on on the bus or is it just. It's usually just down? stories. Just like we'll story. play a little bit and then we just like kind of just joke around, like tell stories and stuff like that. There's what's not really the any best? card games going on too much, but. Uh, what's the best yeah. bus story you heard this year or last year? Oh man. That's a good one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're usually on nights out after games. So. Something about that. I mean, we we did all get well. A bunch of us did get matching tattoos. What? Let's know. see them. 
well, they're in a <laughs> pants got to come down, but, uh, yeah, we, we got, uh, we got matching tech. Like well, how many of us got that? Uh, me, turbo, you, grades, the uh, dogger. I think there was five or six months. Was Dogger was at the tattoo was place. San Diego. Oh, just yeah. on a whim? You lose a bet or was it a night after, uh, had, a night after? It actually started after training camp. Me and Turbo were walking by and we were going to be drinking that night with the team. And then I was like, hey, we're going we're gonna to get a tattoo tonight. And he's like, all right, sold. And then we kind of got a few courage pops. And next, you yeah. know, boom, we're getting tattoos. And it's just, it's just a palm tree, their number. But uh, just for San Diego, simple, something, nothing too crazy. But yeah. Uh, and then we didn't get them together though, because I think the next weekend oh. they're like, yeah, that's, that's that's sick, let's do it. And then yeah. like, I mean, we all, yeah, because like I think Turbo had his wife. In yeah. Town, yeah. And it was just a group of us, and then we went out. And we were walking past there, and then me and Graydon were just like, you know what, we're we're gonna get one too. We're gonna get one. So we got same ones as them, but with. It's just a palm tree, and then below it, it's got our 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 number. Yeah. And then I think Tur- <laughs> Turbo got he was with his wife, so he got matching little hearts on their heart, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, no, that was that was kind of on a whim. That, that's um. How did mom feel about it, Case? I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows. Think knows, she knows. <laughs> Breaking news here on the Seals Pod, Mama Jackson. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you had mentioned that you were doing a reno case. How, how'd that go? Like, was it arduous? Was it a long task? Was it something you'd be looking forward to? Cause that kitchen looked really nice. Yeah. Like it, it took me forever to do. Cause I, I I'm pretty, um, I don't want to say like frugal, but like I look around and make sure like I got buddies and I pay cash. So, you know, you could just go to home Depot and like buy, you know, whatever it is, but I, I like to buy, you know, pay buddies cash or, you know, yeah. make sure it's on sale or something. So it took me a little, a little while, but, um, it was a lot, man. Like I took, I ripped, ripped the whole house apart. Like the, the basement, I ripped up the concrete and added a bathroom and put a two bedroom suite down here. And, um, it hasn't been touched since the, it was built in the mid seventies. So it was the wow. first time it's kind of been rent out. So one lady lived in it the whole time. So, and it actually is, it's two houses down from the house I grew up in. So oh, and wow. my sister, my sister bought that off my mom. So, I was in a condo that I was in and she was just, she's like, Hey, it's up for sale. Just go look. And I just had my condo for like just over a year. And she's like, Oh, just go look, go look It, you know, not a big deal. And then, so I looked at it on Friday and then I, by Sunday I had it and I was like, Oh shit, this could be uh this could be a problem. Wow. Um, Turned out great. Mean anything to a lot of people listening to it, but what, what area are you in? Uh, Saanich. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So Teddy, you'll know, but like, I don't know if you know Northridge Elementary, but you do know Saanich area and like Wilkinson Jail. Of course. I'm, I'm right near there. Yeah. I basically, I back onto Colquitt's Creek. So oh, I got no neighbors on one side of me and the creek's there. And then I got uh, the park on the other side. Uh, Kearney, well, we don't need to talk about the jail, but uh, what area are you living in, bud? Are you in Cordes still? Yeah, Cur- uh, Curtis, but yeah. Um, oh, it's, uh, it's pronounced Curtis. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. Everyone's done it. Even when I went to school, they're always called it Curtis when they're announcing lineups. But uh, it's I'm about like 15 minutes east of Whippy, like big, big uh, yeah. across town, and then 40 minutes west of Peterborough. So, pretty, pretty big hotbed for the cross. Um, 
Yes. How did you get into lacrosse? Obviously, you know, we had the Greers on last last episode talking about Whippy and, and, and we continue to talk about hotbeds of lacrosse and we're going to talk about Victoria's one as well with Casey and, and myself will just tell some stories. But, you know, you're in between two massive hotbeds of, of Whitby and Peterborough. How did you get into the game? Uh, my dad played growing up, so uh, I kind of found it. I think I was five or six when I first found a stick in the, uh, in the garage and started messing around with it. So they signed me up. And then that was actually the first year my like their team, our hometown was called Clarenton, like the minor team. So the first year they ever had a, a rep team and they're watching the like house league uh, games and they asked me to play rep and my parents said, sure. And then the rest is kind of history. I kind of fell in love with it right away since I was grade one. So yeah, six years old. And then just uh, started there. Clarenton Green Gales. Yeah, so yeah, Clinton Green Gales or Clinton Gales minor than like the junior B team that right. everyone knows is Green Gales. They're uh they're legendary, aren't they? Yeah, they're well, they're massive around us. I know they used to be the Oshawa Green Gales, um, and then growing up for it was Clarendon Green Gales Junior B, which was like the everyone like you kind of like grew up like holy like, watching, yeah, yeah, like the hometown junior hockey team. It was pretty cool and exciting. Yeah. Uh, you wear a shamrock on your chest with the Clarendon Gales. Casey wore a shamrock on his chest with the shamrocks. Does that kind of bring you guys together? Do you talk about the luck of the Irish at all? <laughs> we do not, actually. But uh, Teddy, you did it as well. Yeah, I was there for a bit. I was there for a bit. You were there for a while. Um, yeah. uh, were you a Sanders Tiger growing up, Case? I was. So I was as well. The greatest minor system in all of Western Canada. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Who are some of the guys that you grew up playing with? Um, I think I don't know if you guys remember, but like Carson Leung, yeah, played for Calgary. Honestly, I thought was one of the best players in the league at the time. I mean, transition wise, he was up for transition player of the year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad what happened to him, but um, Cody Bremner, yeah, um, who else really? I mean, Jesse King was there once in a while because he was younger than I was, so uh, and Marshall, I guess. Um, but I never played with him until you know, senior lacrosse, so um, um growing up. I think just cars. Yeah. I, I want to, I don't want to divulge too far off and I know we don't want to go too far into this, but um, Dallas Ellick actually posted the Carson Young hit on social media, like the last couple of days, just yeah. questioning whether goalie should be able to make that kind of hit. Yeah. Um, I think we can all agree that it was an egregious, disgusting, brutal hit that shouldn't be part of our game. And it, it cost Carson his career and, and really his livelihood. Um, how's he doing? Have, have you spoken to him recently? Um, I haven't spoken to him recently. I reached out a couple times, but I talked to his dad. I ran to his dad a couple times and we've sat and talked for a long time. And, um, I think Cars is doing better. I know he's had about, uh, I think he's had about 24 surgeries on his throat. Jesus. Um, so he had, I guess his trachea, something happened with it where it was building up scar tissue and it was closing. Yeah. And then he went in one, one day with the doctor and they just said, you know, either you can have emergency surgery right now, or you can go home and possibly die tonight. So he called his dad and they were, had surgery. And ever since then, he just kept having them, but there's no way to squ- scrape away the, the um, scar tissue building. It's, there's no way to stop it. Mm. So the only way to stop it is to put a tra- uh, a trach in there. Right. And um, so he has one of those, which is unfortunate, but um, I think he, I think he's doing pretty good. I mean, I, 
I, I, I haven't seen him. I reached out a couple of times, but uh, I think he's pretty, um, pretty isolated. Absolutely. It, it's such a, a heartbreaking story. Cause like you said, he, he was turning into one of the game's elite. He was up for transition player of the year. He was fantastic with the Victoria Shamrocks that couple last couple summers that he was playing. Yeah. And um, just a, an incredibly sad story. And, and one that I think everybody can agree didn't need to happen. No, um, such a good, good human yeah. too. Like such a great human. And, athletically he was so gifted that guy he, i mean he would play offense defense offense defense and then he would never even get tired it, mm -hmm. it like i mean his athletic ability and his conditioning was yeah insane. off the charts man he, was, he was such a such a real pleasure to watch uh current when, when after you play clarence and you go junior a with the whippy warriors and um what an incredible organization what was it like you know, you said you grew up watching the Gales and that Junior B program, but the Whitby Junior A program is historic in his own right. What was it like playing for them? I mean, it was incredible. I played actually under Coach K too, or Coach Derek Keenan. He was very, very, very knowledgeable and very smart coach, and I learned a lot from him and really helped with my play game because, like, you know, I grew up again naive like oh wanna, gales is my goal like playing junior b gales and i thought they were the, like the best and then i got the play there my first year um which i always I thought was surreal and then didn't even wasn't even thinking about junior a and then i the next year i got a call like, hey can you come to a meeting showed up and they're like oh hey like, we're gonna sign you and I, I didn't even cross my mind that i'd be i'd be playing at the whippy warrior like wow just naive and then joining the team that they had which was they just came off of Minto they had Bradley O'Connor Ryan Keenan Shanks Coach K like I just mentioned um it was huge for my uh, growth as well as just knowledge of the game so that place I love that organization and then was lucky enough to play there for four years my last four years and Ooh. it's pretty incredible to say I've had people have been there through Whippy yeah I can say all three of us that it stings not winning a Minto when you have such quality teams, doesn't it? Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, I would, <laughs> there's some things I would never ever mention that I would do if you have a Minto. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one that I wish that that's one that got away. Case, how close were you to, to uh, get, getting to a Minto, like even to the, the, to the Minto tournament? Well, I've been to the finals twice. Right. Yeah. We lost, we, we, I went there um, as an underager. I, came up with the junior shamrocks yeah we had well conway kale ratcliffe i mean we had we were stacked but then we played um orangeville and it was nick rose on a small net before the nets got changed so oh. i mean yeah scores were pretty low they had noble <laughs> uh the nobles i think they had uh Suter, um adam jones yeah. they had everybody but it was it was a goon fest like you had i think they had Suter in england and we had um, Sean Nugent, who led yeah. the Junior A Hockey League in fights, and he was a big boy. He and was. then Dylan Bernard. You, you know Dylan Bernard oh, and yeah. how much nut show he is. <laughs> and uh, they – so with, like, game one, Suter comes over to the bench and he says, you know, if anyone has a problem, you come come deal with me. And I don't think he knew that we had some tough big guys boys. too. So um, first things first, like, Nugent goes out there and is like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's go. And then Dylan Bernard jumps out there too. And then – so Dylan Bernard fought England and Suter fought, um, fought Sean Nugent. And then they go to the box and then right when they come out, they switch partners. No and they go way. At it again. Yeah. Go at it again. Game what? one. And then, they, yeah. So that kind of kicked off, um, <laughs> kind of kicked off the Minto for us, but it was a one game at that time. So it was one game take all. And it was, 
Yeah, it was crazy. Where, where was that out in Orangeville or where was that? It was in Calgary. All oh, right. Yeah, that was a while ago because that would have been, I don't even know what year that would have been. It would have been like 20. Oh, you knew you were a call up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a call up. So but I went again as my last year in junior. I got, I went to Coquitlam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We lost there too. How close did you get, Kearns? Uh, my first year, uh, we were going for the repeat and we lost Nash in the, in the finals when they kind of had that super team that went on to win three of the next four. Right. And then I think I was after that first year, after losing Ontario finals, I think I was second round two more times. We lost out to Nash and another time we lost out to Brampton, I think. So just that first year is my closest. Yeah. Well, and let's then, put the, the negative, the bad stuff all behind us. Uh, draft night, Connor, 11th overall. Audi Stotts goes first. Um, it's the Seals first year. Did you kind of have a feeling where you would go? Were you talking to a lot of teams on draft night? How were your thoughts that night? Um, I had an idea. I well, they come out like Stamper comes out with the uh, the mock draft or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of had an idea again. Super naive, and it sounds corny, but didn't even think it'd be like a first round. Was NLL was always like I figured I would probably be drafted, but never ever thought first round. Right. And then. Got a call from Patty, got a call from a couple other teams basically saying, hey, we're, we're interested. And then Stamper came out with his mock draft, and I happened to be, like, right where San Diego was. And it was an expansion team. Like, oh, wow, that could be a good fit. And then uh, the first night happened, and – sorry, the draft night happened, and it came around to my name and was happy to hear my name called from Patty in San Diego. And it was funny, though, too, because I, I, I had the idea of right where I was going around. And Fieldsy was right before me. Right. And so you heard Connor. And then it was like, <laughs> it might yeah. be me because it's San Diego. And that's kind of where I was slotted to go. And then it was Connor Fields. And then they went back to back with myself. So it was pretty, pretty funny and pretty surreal. And then I knew Fieldsy from, from Albany and because he's from Buffalo too. And then yep. obviously Audie. So it was pretty cool getting some pictures of them after and, and talking about it. When, when you were with Whippy, were you playing against the, the arrow teams that Patty was coaching? I think Patty only coached my last year. I could be wrong though. He might have been an assistant or something before, but I think his head first year of head coach was my last year when they were like the super team and yeah. they were they were good. So, so you kind of you kind of knew of, of his coaching style. What do you think of his coaching style now that you're playing for him? Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you can't argue his coaching style. Uh, it's it's definitely intense. Uh, he's straight to the point, but uh, he gets results and he. I mean, he likes to have fun when it's time to have fun, but, you know, business is business. So, I mean, nothing but respect for the man, and, and he's been a great coach so far. Uh, when Casey was coming out of college, we're going to get to it, but he was a, a Division three All-American. Where do you think he was drafted, Connor? What position do you think he went? Uh, I think I have the idea because I couldn't believe it when he told me, but I think he was, like, fourth round or fifth round, something like that, like something crazy – I think like 40th pick or 36, something like that. Let's go to the man himself, Casey. When were you drafted? I wasn't drafted. Can you oh, believe really? that? Yeah. I wow, so I just made that up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you're a D3 All-American that leads RIT in scoring, it comes from a Canadian hotbed, has been to Minto's, and has an incredible career in junior, I just do not see how you don't get drafted. Were, were you talking to teams or was it just not something that was in the cards case? I was talking to teams. I was, um, 
I was talking to a few teams and then I knew where a couple were sitting and, um, and I was told, oh, I'm losing you guys here. And then I was told um, Colorado at five, I think, or something or six, they were really interested. And then uh, I played in Rochester at school the year before and um, they were sitting at like eight or something like that. And then somebody said, if, if, if you fall past whoever at eight, Rochester wants you. Cause right. my old college coach told, told, called me and told me that. Is that little Willie? Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. So he, uh, he called me and said that, that, that if, uh, if I slipped a nine or eight or whatever it is that Rochester wants to take me. So I was kind of sitting there and I was wondering, and then, uh, draft night goes by and nothing happened. And then, uh, it was really weird. I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, what, what's going on? And then, um, and then I heard that I still had a year left of eligibility in college. Uh, so I don't think teams knew that I was in the draft. I mean, either way, uh, I think Kurt Miloski told me that because right. he called me and then I signed there for a tryout. And then, um, yeah, just kind of. When, when you don't get drafted and obviously whether if it's a clerical error or whatever, there's obviously got to be a bit of a chip on your shoulder. When you get to your first NLL camp, what, what how was that for you? Um, I mean, it was intense. I, I, I was in shape. I was ready to go. I thought I had a, I had a great camp and everything like that. And, um, but I think Calgary is pretty stacked on the, on the left side there. And, it, it just, I don't know. It just didn't work out, I guess. And um, I mean, it kind of was almost the best thing that's happened to me. Cause then I, I took two years off of lacrosse cause then I was in senior and then I, uh, I was in Burnaby and they were flying me out on Tuesday nights to go play home games. And I was working and I was like, I can't keep doing this. So I just, I literally stopped playing for two years. And then that's when Victoria called me and they're like, Hey, we, we want to trade for you. Would you play again? And kind of kicked off again from there. Yeah. Um, you had some concussion issues recently, um, that, that kept you out and I'm, uh, a soft melon head myself, um, that had numerous, when you go through those spells of, of one hit leading to the next, that leads to the next. And every time you get bumped, you can feel that sensation. Yeah. How scary is it for you? Um, I mean, before I could bang my head off a wall and I, you know, I, nothing would even happen. And, uh, it, it was a little, it was a little scary because the first one, uh, it lasted and lingered for a little while. Yeah. And then I know the man cup was coming up and I think, I think they, I probably, I was telling them I was having headaches still like everything else was fine, but I was like, I'm having headaches every day. And they're like, Oh, that's fine. That's fine. No problem. So then they put me in the man cup and I think like game four or something like that I got my, my stick broke when I went to hit somebody and my head right. went in and happened again. And that one was where it really kind of kicked off. I don't think I was fully healed. And then that one lasted a long time. And then, uh, it was hard mentally to come back and, and play in that first game. I know, um, I know I wanted to come back and like, I was flying out to San Diego and, and they got me an MRI and just made sure like mentally. And um, I remember I sat down with Steve, Steve wanted to talk to me and he was, I mean, he, he made everything clear and he was, he was just so great. I mean, everybody was, but I remember that one conversation with Steve where he was just like, he kind of laid it out for me. He was just like, Hey, I, even if you're physically ready, you need to be mentally ready too. And yeah, um, he, I mean, he, that, I just remember that one and it, it really helped. And so I think I sat out another week, um, just to be safe. And, and then I came back and, you know, I, I took a couple hits. I took one big one for sure. And I, I, I knew after that, after I took that first one, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm back to normal. Yeah. I'm fine. So it's a crazy feeling that. taking that time off and, and trying to get mentally prepared to take that hit. Um, it, it's a really weird feeling. You don't know if you're, you're going to play again. Yeah. 
And I do remember after that first game, I was, I was still, I remember, I remember I texted my best friend and I was just like, man, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'll, I, I can play anymore. And he was like, seriously, like texting me. I was like, I, I just, I'm, I'm a little nervous out there. Like, I just don't know if I'll be able to get to the net. Like I can, like, I just don't think I can. And he's like, I, you know, just play another game. Like you can do it, like get through it. And then I think I played two more and I was, I was, you know, yeah, back to normal. If not, you know, I wanted it even more. So. Your nerves, Connor, for your first game were probably a little different, but that, that first game, the Seals very first game in Colorado, there's so many ties with, with, you know, with Govett leaving and coming back and, and everything that happened. How cool and special was that first game for not only yourself, but for that whole organization? You know, I remember Cam Holding telling me after the game, he went in the locker room and there's Joe Sy with the family and the kids giving everybody hugs. How awesome was that first night? Oh, I mean, it was incredible. Great effort all the way around. And uh, I mean, we knew going in first game as a uh, new franchise. We had Cam, Steve, um, there might've been another, I can't, I can't, there's someone else, I think, but well, Josh Gross would have been one of them. But yeah. yeah Grossy as well. There, yeah. Um, but basically knew it was going to be something special and we came out flying, um, especially, well, especially that second quarter, we kind of lit the lamp a little bit. And then, uh, everyone just super excited to, you know, get that first, like that first win for everybody involved players organization joe Sai, and then it was pretty pretty cool coming in and and seeing joe Sai like like you said with his family his wife his his uh his kids um just kind of just ear to ear grinning like oh it, it was it was cool and then audi absolutely lit it up too and yeah you, you gotta that love was a phenomenal performance by audi like he's so excited to score such, what a way it's to, to game make him on the big stage eh yeah, and I mean, we'd all been waiting for it too. Like, I grew up playing junior against him, so he was yeah. incredible. And you, you knew how much you loved the score. It was, and then the performance like that in your first game was was pretty impressive. So it's kind of like an Austin around. Matthews first game. What's that? It's almost like an Austin Matthews first game. Yeah, like, I think what he, he went four and five or something like that, and just like yeah. everything he shot went in. He was yeah. making just ridiculous plays. Like, and I was calling the game for Colorado, and I was just in awe because the first time I'd ever watched him in person and it was just phenomenal like connor you said you grew up playing against him has he always just been that overly dominant um i mean he's two years younger though so he was he okay. was i know he was good and my brother played against him my brother was younger than me my brother played against him i always knew he was he was pretty good i think tohoka and him were like two main names for six nations minor but then my first year of gales which was my first year junior he was playing two years up with Six Nations, who they actually beat us in the finals of Ontario as well. And he was lights out. Like, couldn't believe how good he was for, what, I think he was 14. <laughs> and then and then we went to Junior A. He felt like him and I went the same path, except he was two years younger. Yeah. And uh, he lit it up again. Like, just one of the most purest goal scorers I've, I've ever seen, to be honest. And and then uh, when they get and hang out with him, too, he's an absolute – beauty yeah yeah um we'll go back to that first night it, like i said it was your first game do you remember your your first ever goal yeah oh absolutely it was uh it was actually a slip on noble who I, him and i are pretty close uh my first was, was from dan dawson to dangerous dan which it was pretty surreal um yeah, right? 
Yeah, usually not too much of a big seller at all, but I was when I threw one of the meanest fist pumps I've ever had. Oh, oh yeah, Polly D on the dance floor, baby, like, <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, Casey, you have some good celebrations yourself, but what's bigger, your low to high fist bump or your wind up for a shot? Oh, that's tough. That is tough. That, that to is a large wind up, my friend. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, if I have the time, I, I'll, I'll definitely use all of it. <laughs> is that just something that's always been your thing, or is it just something you've developed, you know, through field and, and as you've gotten older? Uh, I mean, I've always liked the underhand shot. I've just been more accurate that way. I, I find, and I mean, I've had coaches growing up all the time being like, you know, overhand, overhand, like this or that. And, uh, it was the same actually with the Shamrocks. Bob Hayes said the same thing when I came back, like, you know, shoot overhand. And I think after the first game, he would, he was just like, whatever. And then he'd have his little pregame. He's like, we need to, you know, overhand down to the hips. And then they're just like, well, case just, you know, shoot your underhand or whatever. Right. I'm just more, I'm just more accurate that way. Yeah. So, yeah. and I know, I know Govett gave me a hard time actually when I got there too. And I, he doesn't anymore, which is good, but, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you, uh, you, you started your career with Vancouver. Um, you ended up not getting protected. Did that surprise you? A little bit. Lots of people told me that I was going to, yeah. um, but at the same time I was a little, you know, I knew anything was going to happen, but I, I figured that they were, they were going to. And then, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little surprised when they didn't. I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you. Um, because, because, you you know, you're playing for your quote-unquote hometown team and, and you really like that group? Yeah, I, I, I really like a lot of the guys there. And uh, one of my best friends is on, on that team too, Tyson Rowe. So yeah. um, we just like traveling together and, and, and flying together. And it was, it was just good, you know, like you play for your hometown team. So, um I thought I was going to get protected. I didn't, but I only played a couple games there and right. so I knew anything was going to happen, but once I didn't, and I mean, when, I, when Patty calls you and you find out you're a seal, how, how excited are you for that opportunity? I mean, I talked to Patty a little bit leading up into it and uh, he told me he was pretty surprised that I was unprotected as well. So I was, when he said he was interested, I was, I mean, I, that's all I could think about is going there. And then I knew he flew out to a game and to come watch me and stuff. And I was sitting beside Hellier and I had a pretty good game. I think I had four by that time. And Hellier just turns over to me and he goes, well, I hope you don't like Vancouver too much. And so I was like, <laughs> All right, I guess I'm, guess I'm going there. And then so, so I finally went to San Diego. And I mean, yeah, Patty gave me, basically gave me an opportunity. So I was yeah. just trying to take advantage of that. Um, let's go back to our college days. Uh, we all kind of went to school in the same area uh, along the I-90 of upstate New York and Pennsylvania, the, the snow belt country. Uh, Connor, you're a Canisius guy. We talked about you going to RIT. I'm a Mercyhurst guy. Um, upstate New York lacrosse is a different breed. How cool is it to experience for, for, for you guys um, in, in Buffalo and, and in Rochester? Connor, you go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I transferred into Buffalo after my first year. I went to St. Joe's uh, in Philadelphia and just kind of transferred for personal reasons. And Buffalo is the best city in the world besides San Diego. <laughs> really? And San Diego. Oh, yeah. It, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it's cold, but you, you get pretty warm easy uh, in Buffalo. Uh, you got Bill's Mafia. You've got, like, oh, and lacrosse there, too, like, all the kids that come up there, all the New York kids that are, you know, recruits or on the team now, like they're all, they can all play. Like, it's, I mean, 
just south of the of Canada, right? So they 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 know how to play the game, and um, it's a hotbed for the U.S. side of it, U.S. side of things. So uh, all around, I wouldn't trade a thing for it. <laughs> I had a buddy who who went to Canisius, and do they have like underground tunnels because it's so cold to get you like from building to building? We do at, at Canisius. Yeah, we did. We had uh, it's not through obviously every building, but right. for the majority of campus, like the main buildings and uh, residents, all the, all the freshman residents, uh, this tunnel, which is pretty cool. I didn't really use them cause like it's a lot more walking around to do. And then, I mean, from Canada, you just kind of cruise through like not really a big deal, but you're, you're big bear, uh, right? Eh? <laughs> not scared. Yeah, you're not scared. What's, no, um, not scared. <laughs> what's Mernsey like as a coach? Absolute weapon. Um, he, uh, I text Mernsey. We, t- we text still, uh, quite a bit not quite a bit sorry but like every like now and again and keep tabs on each other he he was uh he's incredible great coach uh very personal person i'm i'm, I'm sure you're aware of mm-hmm. um <laughs> my recruiting visit with my mom my brother he kind of sold me on Canisius. uh all around great guy <laughs> that's all i have to say <laughs> you're holding back on me i sense what's that sorry you're holding back on me i feel i feel uh <laughs> well yeah, Mernsey, he's uh, just Mernsey. There's no better way to put it. Just <laughs> very genuine, very nice. Likes to do, like, likes to get after it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he makes his business with pleasure very well. So, yeah. and that, that kind of sounds like Sean Wilkins, eh, eh, Case? Totally. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a player's coach for sure. Uh, what was RIT like? Because they're, they were a D3 powerhouse for such a long time. Uh, and there's so many national lacrosse leaguers um, that have gone to RIT and are proud of to be called Tigers. What was that experience like for you? Because you went to ASA first and then transferred, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, I was actually going to go to Denver with Bergie. Oh. He was really pushing me to go there. And I lost, went through eligibility issues, so I didn't get it. And then uh, uh, that's when Kuhn called me like a week before, or a month before school was going to start. And he's like, we can get everything done, um, you know, and get you over here. So I went there and it was... Uh, it was, it was a blast. I mean, it was, it was tons of, I mean, Rochester is not like the nicest city in the world. Um, but it's, it's fun to have a good time in. I mean, you've probably heard the, uh, the saying, uh, Roch Vegas. Yeah, so. well, I played my first two years in Rochester, so That's I know right. all, yeah. all about it. Uh, oh yeah. So there's some places. Yeah. There's some places that have a good time. I mean, um, the campus is fun. Um, but yeah, we, we had a lot of good players. Like we, we played a Canadian style. So we had, um, I mean, we, our whole offense was basically Canadian. I mean, Ryan Lee was there at the time. Uh, so we were, he was right hand. I was left. We could played. Um, I mean, we both attacked together and it was, I mean, it was tons of fun. It suited my style. Cause it was, I mean, Willie was there and yeah. he's a Canadian Canadian too. So he's a Canadian style guy. And I mean, we didn't, we didn't worry about, you know, holding the ball and running around. It was basically punching the net and let's go. <laughs> um, how many garbage plates have you put in your belly over the years? <laughs> I mean, I need more hands. <laughs> I need more hands. What's your favorite version? Oh my God. I can't even remember now. I mean, I would, I think it was, uh, I mean, really all I had was the, I think it was the ground beef. Yeah. Ron, is that right? Yeah. Well, you could either get ground beef, you could get patties with cheese on them. It's basically home fries, baked beans. Yeah burger onions and just all the gravy yeah. and squat poured on top of it just the grimiest meal kerns when we go to roch have you had one 
I'm sure you have being a Buffalo guy. Absolutely. Oh, are you Rochester, kidding me? All my Rochester buddies are like we had a lot of Rochester people. It's Kenesha, so yeah, I know right. garbage plates and basically <laughs> dog food. But my God, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's a Rochester meal for sure. Yeah, when oh, yeah. when I played there, the 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 super fans would you'd meet him in the bar after you'd have drinks and they knew all knew we were going out after and they'd take our garbage plate order. So when we got back from the bars at like 3am, we'd have garbage plates sitting outside our hotel room. Wow. Those are some fans. Legend. Those are some, those are friends. Those are friends. Those are friends. (laughs) Um, I, we can't end this. Well, we're going to end it pretty quick, but we can't end it without talking about um, the night you almost played goal, Connor. Um, You put the pads on, you rocked back up, you were maybe going to go in. I don't think there was really ever a chance. Patty was going to put you in, but would you have been ready? Oh, I, I mean. And like, would you have stacked the pads? What were you doing? I, I, I would have played Orthodox. It would have been just, you know, just another day at the office. <laughs> I was looking up at Patty, you know, like you see in Miracle and movies, looking up at the coach, like put me in. Like I was ready to go. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he, he, I think he completely zoned me out and ignored me. Yeah, but you look good in warm up though, Kearney. Oh, you know, you know, you know that saying though, like when you play, I don't know, like if you play duffer hockey, the hardest guys to get by are the guys that don't know how to play because you can't predict what they're gonna do. No, no, no. That no, was no, you no. and Nana. You just didn't know. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes no, you no. wouldn't even move. You're like, okay, that's great. I knew exactly what I was doing. All right, <laughs> no, <maybe you> did. <laughs> hockey goalie. I, an all-time, all-world mini stick goalie. No. Um, yeah. Oh, you saw me in beach lacks, all-world beach lacks. You, yeah, you you were an all-world beach locks goalie. Exactly, all-world. So, no, I was looking up – I was hoping we were going to put a few more in past uh, New York, and then I was going to get the call in, you know, just for, just for you know, some views, you know? And, uh, <laughs> it, like, when, when you found out that you were only going to have one goalie, was it – did you just put your hand up and say, I'll go in? Or was there – did you lose a draw? Like, what the heck – how did that become you? <laughs> no. It was, it was actually incredible. I walked out after first warmies and uh, I'm getting ready to walk back with like a couple of the other guys to back to our hotel room because it was just across the parking lot. And Shoots comes out and grabs me. He goes, Kearney, got to talk to you real quick. He sounded like real down. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting traded. Like, I'm getting <laughs> traded here. And uh, he pulls me into the room and Patty's just sitting there and he's, he looks pretty down. I go, I'm getting traded for sure. He goes, <laughs> Kearney, need you to do something. I'm like, yeah, what is it? He goes, we need you to be goalie tonight, backup goalie tonight. <laughs> I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you got backup goalie. Like, uh, Cooter's uh, paperwork didn't go through on time, so we don't have a goalie. Um, and then I had played hockey goalie, and I know they scouted me at Beach Lax uh, for sure. <laughs> I were pretty impressed with how good I was. So I think that kind of solidified me. Yeah. And then – so yeah, the rest was kind of history. And then even in warm up, I'm getting ready and Patty like wanted to be like, cause you know, guys stick around after the, like the starter goalie leaves yeah, after yeah. the once and like, everyone shoots the back of goalie goes in and, and takes all the shots for the guys to warm up. Yeah. Well, Patty's like, no, no, like once, once Nikki's done, like get off the floor. I was like, <laughs> no, Patty, I don't mind. Like I'll stay in that and let them shoot on me. It's not a big deal. He goes, really? Like kind of shocked. Like then like you're trying to avoid it. Like, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'm goalie. I'm going to, I'm going to live this out. So I stayed up with some warmies and I don't think Casey scored on me, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it had nothing to do with you being actually shaped like the net though, right? <laughs> I am. I do have a perfect build for it. Also, you do, yeah. 
they called me the cat as well. It's kind of like Felix Potvin, the cat. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I know, it would have happened, man. I, I really wish it would have happened. Um, Vegas, did either of you have any fun besides the game while you're in Vegas? Kearney, Kearney couldn't wait to leave. <laughs> Kearney couldn't uh, wait to leave. I don't remember. One thing I do remember from Vegas is that I walked in on after the night of our game and walked in on Casey. Uh, he was he was still asleep. And it was like, I think, 8.30 in the morning or 9 or something. We had to start getting ready at our hotels, go to our, own, like, to our personal hotel rooms. And I walked in, jumped on him with a case of White Claws. <laughs> Hadn't been to bed yet. <laughs> hey, we're going to drink. It was on. <laughs> goes, Dude, what time is this? It's 8.30. He goes, why are you up? Like, I haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> yeah, he kind of shooed me away. And then I had like four other guys come into the room that were with me throughout the night. And they all came in. And Casey finally kind of gave in a bit and had, I think, get a beer to kind of shut us up. But we actually got a really nice picture that weekend. Yep, that's right. Your, your girlfriend took it, B. So that you guys, was cool. you guys like talk during the week. Like, are you guys missing each other? We talked to quite a bit off the off season during um, like contract stuff too. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, we talked last week, so clash yeah. it up. We kind of it's it comes hit and miss. Like when we when we mess it, reach out to each other, it ends up being like a talk for like three days straight. Like it's like text after text, and then we kind of yeah. go on a little vacant vacancy there. But uh, we keep tabs on each other. For we sure. check each other on Instagram. For sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I see all those thirst traps. <laughs> Hey, I got the blue check mark, and I said, had fun. Yeah. I uh, know you're, you're fishing with dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, this has been awesome. Um, hopefully, December comes around. We can all get back together. Uh, I know we're all itching to get to Pachanga and play some lacrosse and see each other. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, this has been an awesome chat. I appreciate you guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Thanks, Dave.